I like boobies. You like boobies. Vicky likes boobies. You're tacky and I hate you. Now, are there any damn questions? Have you any idea what the street value of this mountain is? This is a nice fish, you know? Big fucking eyes, but a nice fucking fish. Now make yourself one, dickweed. Sorry doesn't put the Triscuit crackers in his stomach, now does it, Carl? But did you die? Maybe it's a 10-year plan. Topic to absurd news. They've been talking. We are nerdy, and we are all over the place right now. It seems. I'm uh, I'm Mike. I am Justin. Uh, I am Bogey. Cameraman is Kyle. There he is. Whoa, flipping around. Vinny is on assignment. Yes, he's elsewhere. Apparently, he sent word via Kyle. Yeah. He has not given up the show. That's for sure. He put in his time and effort. But also, uh, who else is on us? On us. Who else is with uh, I'm Joe. There we go. What do you know? All right. Uh, do we do we want to read Vinny's written statement yeah, right out I of mean, the gate? We should. He, I mean, he prepared it. I mean, might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, to let the listeners know, only one quarter <laughs> of us has a clue what's in here. Because for yes. some silly reason, Vinny decided to send it directly to Kyle. I read it through once, <clears throat> and then I read it out loud to Joe. Oh, so it's now my third time reading through it. All right, it's a good idea. And I had to take a cough drop because I know it's going to make me laugh. Good, good idea <clears throat> to familiarize with it as much as possible. Okay. All right, handing off to Kyle now. This is an official letter from Vin, Edgelord Supreme, first of his name, Slayer of Dragons, Defender of the Weak, in parentheses, Justin, and, and Protector of the Realm. Dear listeners, what's up? Please excuse my absence from this episode. At this time, Justin will now sing the national anthem to supplement my absence. Nah. So it says dot dot dot, and in parentheses, Pause for Justin's snarky response. <laughs> Not as snarky as it could have been. In true Justin fashion, he didn't sing it, did he? What a communist. <laughs> Typical noob. Anyways, while listening, please remember the Edgelord fundamentals. Justin is always wrong. Star Trek, st- Star Trek stinks. Never agree with Justin. Batman rules. And never call anyone sir. Enjoy the pod and nerd on. Yours truly, the Supreme Edge Lord, Alpha, Dark Knight Rises, Vin. P.S. Did I just fart? <laughs> the man knows his audience. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm crying. I love that he said pause, pause for Justin's snarky comment. <laughs> I wasn't going to feed into this bullshit.
All right. Yeah. Do we go directly into a show from there, or does there's personal? Stuff. I mean, there's personal on. stuff that happened over the weekend, right? We want to touch on that. It was a very emotional weekend. Yeah, it was. It was a long ass weekend for me. Yes. It didn't seem to stop at all. Uh, Along with your new work duties. Yeah. You, uh, so for those that are are wondering, uh, pretty pretty solid opening weekend. Pretty pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Uh, made made a couple hundred bucks on uh just yes. a, just a handful of orders. So already. If the trend continues, it's on par with what I was make, bringing home from the post office. So, fuck that job. Minus a couple hundred dollars in gas. Yeah, I'm saving quite a lot in fucking travel. <laughs> today was the first. I don't know how you did that. Today was the first day I put gas in my car since my last day of work at the post office. Feels good, doesn't it? That was fucking great. I could not imagine having to stop for gas. Well, pretty much every day for you, at least every other day. Uh, yeah, it was like every two, every two days at least. Every other day of the week, it's not fine as far as that's concerned. No. Um. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, super busy. Uh, also, was preparing food for my dad's house for Saturday. On top of this, so like getting three orders Thursday night to have to ship out by the end of the day Friday slash Saturday morning. Um, was a thing. I didn't stop baking until 10 o'clock Friday night. And then was up for a little bit. Passed out. Woke up early the next morning. Had to rush to my grandmother's house because the impatient woman that she is decided that I'm not going to wait for Justin and Ashley to show up since they're cleaning my house today to go get a box out of my shed. Uh, I'm just going to go and do it myself. And she fell and fucked her leg up and busted her knee pretty nice. So when I got there, thankfully a nurse was on his way, came over, it was fine. She just needed to ice it and like move every once in a while, but elevate and all that crap. Um, went to my dad's. It was, I find myself to be in a weird position. I think I know where you're going with this. With, like, the, you know, it was the one-year anniversary of uh, my mom's passing. Also, Zach's second birthday, the same day. Um, so, for me, it's hard to be completely, like, emotionally distraught. I haven't been through this entire thing to begin with, like... I've had to maintain my senses and for everybody else. And uh, because I've done that for a year now, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm numb to it. But I, I now realize, seeing how everybody was on Saturday, that I just handle things so fucking different. Yeah. I mean, oh god. I have a a bit of concern that it's going to smack you upside the head when you least expect it, especially since the last year you've had that uh, horrendous job on top of the other stuff you have to take care of. And you literally, when it happened, stated you're going to take on many of her roles in life. Like you're, you're going to try to steer the ship family wise as much as you can. And I have on top of everything else that was going on. I've done a pretty solid job of that. 
Yes, I, I would say so. Restful. It, it, I think part of that is a decision to not allow yourself to stop and think about things. Now, given where you are, where you don't have that old, that old job, and the ones you have now could calm down at any moment. They could be like fits and bursts, and then a lot of time in between. I wonder if that downtime is when it's going to hit you. I, uh, I, I don't get me wrong. I've had my moments, right? Okay. But like, I don't. It's never been to the like extent that a lot of people who were present on yeah <clears throat> Saturday were like, and like there was a person in particular that I kind of was upset with with how upset they were because they've been so distant from everybody else. Yeah. Yep. Kind of figured. And like, I don't know if annoyed is the best word. Disappointed? But like, I'm at a, a lack of words that could go in place of that. Yeah. Um, it's not an over-exaggeration to say that. I mean, angry might be wrong, but annoyed... Yeah, I'm not angry yeah. about it, but I guess annoyed. Annoyed probably is the most fair. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like... In, in, in my eulogy, like, we had... I had talked about how her and I have talked about you know, wants for us passing. And, like, the one thing she had wanted was, like, all right, everybody get their cry out. Don't disrespect me by, like, being a blubbering fucking mess all the time about it. Just, like, remember me for, like, all the good. Let it put a smile on your face. And, like, I feel when everybody is still carrying on, it's kind of like no one listened to like what I said she wanted. Now that's not every, that's not everybody. There's very small handful of people that are still like not of the best of it. If it was just if everybody was just like that, just a complete uh, old Italian lady wreck. Yeah. Yeah, that would be frustrating. But I think it's at the point now where it's going back and forth between ob- observing that and still being sad at times, which, you know, people handle stuff no, yeah, over the last year or two. Uh, I've I've been not a complete emotional wreck, but I've cried at least every other day for at least a minute or so. Like I've had a lot of emotional swells, but I don't let it get control of me. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, may, potentially one downside to Justin not having that job anymore. And I'm saying this from my perspective because this was kind of, like, my key going through, you know, like, grandparents and great-grandparents and all this stuff. It's like, I always had that work commute that was an hour and a half each way where, like, I could legitimately cry for an hour each way. And no one would know that I did it. 
it would not impact a single other person in my life or in my day. And it would just be a time where like, I could just do that and get it out. And so like not having that much of a drive made it tougher, but like I still have like 20 minutes where I could still do that each way to and from work. And I think like, because I have kids now, that's like, I don't want to be like that around them. Cause I feel like then it's gonna, then they're, they're going to start to feel that and, and, and it's going to start affecting them day to day too. So like, I try my best to like save the outward emotional stuff for like when I'm alone in the car. That's a very emotionally stunting thing to do. Like, I mean, your kids, your kids should see it. Well, I mean, I do. Well, let me put it this way. Like the amount of times I actually cry my kids see like a fraction of the amount of time that I actually cry. Like Emery has definitely seen me cry. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but she doesn't like, I cry probably several times a week. She probably sees me cry like once every two weeks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Don't hide that from them. Yeah. Like they need to know that it's okay to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like well, James and I, she sh- occur, all four of us. James so. and I shared a moment. Uh, Saturday off to the side from everybody else because he kind of got like real kind of quiet and shitty and you know I took him to the side I was like you okay he's like no and he you know he broke down and I you know gave him a good hug and I was like dude I I, I know but I think yeah like I haven't had other than like when it initially happened like I, I don't think I've you know gone through the the motions of what happened that morning, but it's the like literally two minutes before my fucking alarm clock went off for work. Uh, dad called, which isn't completely unusual for that early in the morning because he's normally up that early for work. And I do get the random phone call from him from time to time, usually something Disney related or something stupid. And we had a trip coming up. So when I first saw it, the spider senses didn't go. And then when I heard him on the phone, he was upset, but not like, I, I think he was still in shock. So he was a bit more clear voiced than any phone call after the first one. And it was, I just called 911. Mom's not breathing. Uh, what? Okay, he said, one's on their way? Yes. Okay, I'm going to start getting ready. Call me, you know, let me know what's going on. At that point, uh, I wake Ashley up. Not the best way to wake anybody up. Uh, she starts, like, panicking. We were trying to get ready. We had to get Zach up and dressed. <coughs> and then I'd say about midway through getting ready to try to rush out the door was when I got the phone call from him that said she was gone. And I, uh, she had just finished changing Zach and came out into the kitchen and I was standing between the living room and the dining room and I just dropped my phone and and I dropped to the ground. And just fucking 
died inside. And uh, that was my big moment. That took a few minutes to to process. And at that point, that's when I started having to make the phone calls. And uh, I think the second worst moment of that morning was when I had to call my grandmother. Uh, because I thought, because like, I had gotten hold of Tracy first. Tracy said she was going to tell her. So when I went to call her, I said, is Tracy there? Because Tracy told me she was supposed to be there. And she wasn't. And then she got upset and asked me what was going on. And I said, Tracy, we'll talk to you. She's like, tell me. So I told her. And that sucked. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing I went through with Sean. Right. And it's, it's the saddest thing you'll ever have to do is tell a parent yeah. their child died. It's, like, I think that after that phone call is what shut me down inside and like I don't know you become all business you, you have to get shit done and right. you can't allow it yeah over you at that point um so yeah so <clears throat> that's how the call that morning went anyway so Saturday happens uh it was good to see it's always good to see the family like it's always yeah. good when everybody gets together there's a lot of food had. Uh, my cousin Dave ordered like $80 worth of shit from the bakery. Uh, so everybody got to have desserts. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. Uh, the day passed pretty quick. Uh, we were, like I said, I was exhausted from working the night before, getting up and yada, yada, yada. And the next day was Mother's Day. So I still had more shit to do. Uh, we left, I think, a little after 6 o'clock. And came home, and we showered, and... You know, James went to bed. And Ash and I just kind of sat and watched television for a bit. And, uh... It was just, like, at that point... Just everything kind of, like, hit me. I didn't, like, I didn't cry or anything, but I was just, like, I had never felt so physically and emotionally fucking drained as I did Saturday night. Like, my body was hurting. My mind was going everywhere. And I was just, like, just done. And so the next day was pretty decent. We had a pretty decent Mother's Day. I made brunch for my mother-in-law and sister-in-law and wife. We went to the Cape May Zoo. And then we came back and we watched, uh, we dropped James off. And then we came home and just vegged and watched television. And it was, like, really nice to just chill. It was, the weather was great. It was, it was, like, nice to have an unwind from, you know, just... All last week. It was really, it was like just a really weird week, man. From being. Fresh start. So yeah, like from, from taking the. Taking on new things. First week of being out of the post office, you know, really keeping the fingers crossed on like, is my first week going to be a bust or not? So it was nice to like actually get business in that first week. 
Uh, kind of through. You did you crack a beer? I didn't drink all weekend. You didn't. You didn't just relax and just. No. So like. Huh? Despite the huge amounts of peer pressure. Mm. <laughs> um. On Saturday, I did not. I had a sip of the new cider Mike got, which I yeah. really fucking enjoyed. So I'm hoping you can find some for Saturday. Yeah, that's gonna be the the bell of the ball. Yeah. For, for the two-year-old's birthday. Yeah. Um, what kind of cider? It's Mackenzie's, the same one. We yeah, have the black cherry. The black cherry. They now Which make I a, fucking love. They make a uh, blueberry. Blueberry apple, apple right? cider. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's fucking Joe. It was good. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like, so, uh, Joe, you know, I, I don't buckle to peer pressure whatsoever. I uh, no, no. also don't like when people tell me what to do. So when people try to get me to start drinking, I very much clam up. And I was already emotionally, like, stunted for the whole day anyway. So I was like, I'm not drinking. Like, it's not a thing that's happening. I'm just, I'm here. I'm going to get the food cooked. I'm going to feed everybody like mom would. I'm going to then clean up and organize. And then I'm going to chill, shoot the shit with people, hand out my business cards, talk family members into having me book their next European vacation. <laughs> um, and then just like enjoy the day as much as we could. And that was that I did not drink. I did not drink on Sunday. I will more than likely drink this Saturday. I'm very happy with Saturday. I drank just the right amount. A six pack. <laughs> uh, no, I had actually, I probably came close to a six pack. I had at least four, maybe five. I thought you a killed bunch it. Of them, bunch of people tried them. No, okay. So it came down to the point where I had to dip into the other ones, <clears throat> but only one of them. A couple shots. Uh, <clears throat> after you left, I don't know if you were there for the music session. I was there for the music session. Yes. The full music session because it, it kept going. I, I assumed it was going to keep going because it was still going when we left. Yeah. I don't know if you were there when I uh, put on Dog Days and no. got super emotional. No. Yeah. But I'm glad that, I wasn't because I, that probably would have been yeah. the moment that broke me. Yeah. I did. I fucking... Yeah. It, that, it makes me think, though, based especially upon what you were just talking about, like the concern I started to have is, oh, no, is this going to be a yearly thing? Are we going to focus on this every year because like you know like you said i'll get together with family and get drunk you know sure i'm down with it but is it healthy no and the other side (laughs) is it is it not healthy to not do this uh, on the fifth anniversary or on the 10th or whatever yeah like so i think it was i think it was my grandmother's like we need to make sure we do this every year and i like i i looked at it and i was like i get what you're saying but please do understand that it's also my son's birthday so like I I have no problem with, like, clearly his party is the weekend after this year. His party was the weekend before the previous year. But, like, which I was very happy she got to attend before. You know. Um, But, like, yeah. That's the thing where I, I might draw the line and be like, I can't, I cannot do this every year. Break you, yeah. Like, I'm good. I got no problem. 
like if if everybody wants to get together and like go out for a drink or go out for a meal fine but like to have to try because i the, originally when we were looking at the weather it's supposed to be real shitty and i had talked to kyle's mother and she had offered her house there's more space for the amount of people that are going to fucking show because my dad for some reason can't keep it to like the small number that we originally agreed upon like i'm just gonna invite like these 12 people okay cool that's good and like two weeks before it turns into like oh it's not that many well how many well this person this person dad that's that's like 40 fucking people yeah but it's family yeah dude dude i get that but like (coughs) it's still 40 people so the Higginses have a thing where, like, even when they say they're not going to, they still go. They always need to end up inviting all their siblings. Yes. To everything. Everything. Which is like, well, most of their siblings to everything. And uh, Why, is, is there is there one that's yeah, not? yeah. There's there's one that's never get invited, and there's one that gets invited, but we know he'll never come. <laughs> that takes two off the board easily. I'm actually surprised he didn't. Uh, that was, he actually was going to, because yeah, they are, uh, thick as thieves. Justin and my dad are, uh, fishing buddies. But, if you want to get into my family drama, my stepmother is ailing, and apparently fractured multiple bones, and nobody really know about it. Yeah. Uh, she's got back, a back fracture in her vertebrae, and they brought her in for that and found out, oh, she's got three broken ribs, and she can't walk upstairs, and needs to be in rehab. Until she can physically do it. And she's not exactly the healthiest person to begin with. So the concerns are starting to fly. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... That's why you didn't come. It ends up being, like, a fuck ton of people. Yeah. And then, like, my dad... His intentions are good. But, like, he wasn't cooking. He wasn't organizing this. Yeah. Like, bro, I got no problem. But, like... I got a party next weekend. You're, I'm also on the planning end of your daughter's bridal shower, food-wise, and logistics of, of table-slash-tent setup. Like, I started two new businesses. Place pretty full. Yeah. Place is pretty full. But I, I, think that, I think that one thing, though, going forward, like, year to year... Like you're saying, they want to like certain people want to do this every year. Is like, I think it's perfectly okay to have the gathering be for Zach's birthday, and then just take a moment at that event to acknowledge and remember your mom. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Which leads me into another thing from the weekend. So my dad, uh, he's paying for my sister's wedding. That's no secret. We've talked about this before. Uh, not a point of contention. But anymore, yeah. Well, we've we've established things on the outside that help make it fair, um, equitable. Yes. Uh, so he goes to me a few weeks ago. I pick him up on my way to work one morning because he had gotten the the 
drop the car off for an oil change and we're we're driving back and I'm like, Oh yeah, yes, it's like my last weekend at work and you know. And he goes, uh, alright, I got something to ask you. I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, I wanna I wanna write a speech for Kelly's wedding. Okay. okay. And he goes, well, I want to say something, like, I want to write a speech about mom. Uh, how about you write it, and then let me read it. And I'll let you know if this is appropriate or not. He's like, well, what do you mean if it's appropriate? And I'm like, well, I, I'm going to try to say this without offending you and hurting anybody's feelings, but like, the day's not about that. Yeah. Like, it's it's their day. We've so already like, had a contention with the whole empty seat concept. Yeah. Wasn't there a cutout, too? Someone wanted to put a cutout up or something? My grandmother wanted to do a cut cut cutout for the bridal shower. and We did that at, a, at our wedding. We had a, a, a picture frame in a seat for Beth's dad. That's absolutely acceptable she wanted a full like cardboard cutout i put my foot down and said absolutely not i said she will have she's gonna have a special seat at a little table that's gonna have all the stuff for her at the bridal shower and then at the wedding she's going to have a spot reserved during the reception uh during the ceremony and then there's gonna be a little placard when you walk in for the reception for Keith's grandfather and for mom. Acceptable. Because again, uh-huh. it sucks that they're missing. Yes. But the day is not about that. Yes. So I get to read the speech on Friday when we're at his house. Okay. So I'm reading it. And like it's it's a fairly nice speech. Some grammatical errors, which I corrected. He's like, well don't blame me, blame fucking word because they're the ones who fix things and I was like they didn't fix anything you have misspellings in here too so I fixed those and he's like that's not why I gave it to you and I was like I know but Mike and I do this to each other all the time so blame but me. it's important <laughs> the only way you learn is by being told you're wrong yes supposedly that's what I suppose <laughs> <laughs> um and, but, like, in it, he thanks, like, he thanks everybody. He thanks, like, Kelly's college friends or work people, Ashley, like, everybody, right? Except for one person. Did he forget you? He fucking forgot me. Oh, my God. So I said, I was like, oh, that's real nice and everything. I was like, but you could mention her brother at least once. He's like, well, for what? And I turn to him and I go, motherfucker. I raised your daughter when you and your wife were working. I was like, I got her off the bus, made sure she got her homework done, and cooked meals for you people. I go, let's also not forget that me and my wife are the ones who are fucking planning this wedding. I'm like, have you had to deal with Nanny and her crazy rantings about everything? No, you haven't. You know who has to? My wife. You know what that means? By proxy, me. Because then I have to deal with Ashley after she's fired up, after she talks to my grandmother. I was like, who's planning all the food for this? I was like, who's getting everything together? I was like, a little recognition would be nice. I don't need a whole motherfucking paragraph, but if he could at least say, her brother, don't have to throw my name in there. In between her friends from college, 
I just have the name in the liner notes somewhere. It like, doesn't have to be like right no, underneath the producer. He said neighbors, Kelly's friends, coworkers, Ashley. I was like, this motherfucker. Now, I was expecting when you said that his answer to not be why. I mean, you'd expect a, oh, you're right. No. Wow. Wow, we will. Wow. Fucker. <laughs> oh, man. I laughed about it. That's all you can that, do. Yeah. But damn, dude. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if he actually adds me to the speech or not. Now, how long is it? It's only four paragraphs. I uh, I said, thank God uh, this is not Kyle's best man speech length. I had concerns. Yeah, oh, so did I. But the paragraph he has about uh, mom and, and Keith's grandfather was real nice. It was, it's just a paragraph. Okay. But uh, was was perturbed when he talked about all these people that helped raise Kelly. Motherfucker. I think you're missing something here. <laughs> bitch. Uh, he he did make a promise. Uh, so potentially Mike and I will be having a review of a very elite cruise-like destination in the near future. Yeah, if we can help keep costs down then we might be able to go far, far away for two days. Yeah. Oh, I did hear that, actually. Yeah. He didn't say that, well, he just used the blanket term, we are. Group? We are. He didn't uh, say who with the we. So, yeah, so apparently, uh, I so I text Mike this, like, last night or the night before. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know, he was talking about it on Saturday. I was like, well, I just want you to know that we had discussed it prior to him being drunk. Mm-hmm. So it's not just so, a so it's just a, a drunk, <laughs> drunk speech that he was talking about. But uh, between my current hookups and uh, some discounts that he receives, it's very possible to be uh, have an out of this world vacation. So, so when did like, you first talk to him about it? He brought it up to me because so. Uh, not to blow up my own spot, but, like, I get emails from Disney 24 hours prior to, like, the, the, the GP. This cruise? Announces. Oh. Uh, for stuff. So I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Like, this thing, there's mad discounts for, you know, card holders. Uh He's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'll tell you what. If uh, we, if I still have this, you know, amount of cash left after everything's said and done, I'm paying for us to go. I'm like, well, who's us? That's exactly what he told me. Yes. He go. I go, well, who's us? And he's like, well, you know, our group. I was like, you're going to have to define that, man, because that group keeps getting fucking bigger and bigger with every trip. He goes, no. Me, you, Mike, the kids, Ashley, uh, Kelly, and Keith. I said, okay. Fair enough. I was like, because I was not going to let you pay for anybody else. Well, there's a few people he wasn't going to think about paying for. Well, I made sure that a certain uh, bottom-feeding 
sister-in-law that I have. Oh, a mooch? Yeah, a mooch. Uh, was not she wouldn't be able to fit in the one room we'd be able to get anyway. Well, you knew he wasn't gonna let that happen. So no, I also, have a coworker. Also, I don't who, think who, she would want to do it anyway. I have a coworker who went on that cruise. No, and yeah, yeah. He talks about it all the time. Says how amazing it was. Yeah. So there's a very, very real chance that by the midpoint. Third quarter? No. Uh, yeah, by the end of the third quarter of 2024, we will be reporting about a really fun vacation we're having. It'll be part of a really fun vacation, because yes. the other part is the fact that we won't have park pass reservations to fucking deal with. We will have dining plan and all the fun extra shit that's going on. Life will be back to super extra awesome normal. Yeah. We will be getting the trip that we had originally planned for 2020. Yeah. H2O Glow Nights, baby. So much to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Alright, let's do a show then. So yeah. Those are the oh ones. yeah. Casting news. Uh, here's one bit of casting that isn't happening. Yeah. Bradley Scoopers will not be playing Lex Luthor. No. Confirmed. Uh, Doesn't mean he's not going to be somewhere in the DC universe, because I think they get along quite well, but he will not be Lex, and it's unfortunate. I think he would play it great. Well, he definitely wouldn't be the worst one. That's for sure. Already seen that. I I like that Hal rumor. For him? Yeah. Yeah. Is it the one we started, or was there other ones out there? I would like to think uh, that we started it. Yeah, we started it. We're definitely early adopters. Yeah. Beetlejuice 2 is happening. They're starting mm-hmm. to film. They got the there's script a, in under the strike. There's a and, date. Yeah. Uh, was it September next year? Yeah. yeah. I feel kind of dumb. Push it back to October. You know, theme this shit together. But what do I know? Willem Dafoe is going to be in it. Really? Yes, like he it. is. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a supernatural law enforcement member. When? There was a firefight! <laughs> he better be riding a sandworm. Yeah. Oh, man, that's been done. I think he'll shoot sandworms. He fucks a sandworm. His dick's a sandworm. Yeah. Ew. That's what I hear. Hey, man, Liam Neeson. He's like the American Liam Neeson. So we got a dead guy theory and a serial <laughs> haunter theory. And a giant cock theory. Willem Dafoe in weird, vibrant, glowing face makeup. Yes. That's what I'm looking forward to. So like the end of the movie I'm quoting. Mm-hmm. It's weird he's never been in a Tim Burton movie. They do seem made for each other. I know. He better chew that scenery, spit it out, and then <laughs> chew it back up again. Uh-huh. Ever a time for him. Jaleel White, 
whose name doesn't get thrown around a whole hell of a lot these days, is going to be in a Star Wars show. Really? He's going to mm-hmm. be playing an alien in Skeleton Crew. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame his name doesn't get thrown out there that much. Dude is very talented. He's like a triple threat. And hopefully this will be his key Kwan moment. Yeah, where I everyone just reminds I'd like to see oh, a Jaleel white Yeah. Uh, pictures today popped up online of a WWE wrestler on the set of Captain America. Sure did. New World Order. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if I'm happy about this, but he's playing a bad guy. He's playing one of the Serpent Society members. So fitting. Fitting. Seth Rollins is going to be in it. Yeah. And apparently they changed the cap outfit. He doesn't have the, the one that's directly from the comics anymore. It's it's weird because it looks very similar to the uh, the shield cap suit from uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's a lot more blue. It's more yeah. muted. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe they got some complaints about how bright that first one was. I liked it, though. I did, it too. Directly from the comics. It was mm-hmm. one of the most spot-on recreations they've ever done. Yeah, but you know how they are, though. They like to try to do, like, a thousand different variants of shit. Yeah, they need new figures, new Funko Pops. Yeah. Uh, Meg Foster. Now, you probably don't know her by name. But she was Evil Lynn in the live-action Masters of the Universe movie. That lady. She was in, like, every other 80s movie as the lady with the crazy blue, like like white eyes almost yeah uh, really good actress too is returning to the Masters of the Universe fold yeah she's gonna be doing the voice of Motherboard one of the villains in uh, He-Man the Masters of the Universe Revolutions the sequel to Kevin Smith season 2 and uh, yeah fucking cool she's got a great voice amazing piercing eyes and a really great uh, husky voice breathy yeah it's gonna be awesome I really enjoyed that first season. Fuck the haters. And there was just perfect. It was just a vocal minority, man. A lot of people praise that show. Yeah. It's a good fucking show. It's a well-told story. They went in different places, and that's what scares the weak-minded. That's all the casting I have. Anyone want to cast I have casting rumors. Mm, well, Vinny's not here. Someone's got to throw rumors around. And it's <laughs> Superman casting rumors. Uh, he himself? Yes, there's two front. I've, there's currently two front runners. I've heard this. David Cornsweat. They're not. There's no way someone named Cornsweat <laughs> is going to be on a billboard for Superman. Yeah, uh, he looks good though. Like he could definitely be. Like I'm gonna send you guys a picture. You know the first thing I thought of when he said that name. I like to pronounce it Deerte, throw a little E on the end. <laughs> um, I'm looking at him. He's Yeah. He's so, got the look. He's got the look. <laughs> he's willing to change that. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely The other name is Nicholas Holt. <sighs> okay. Okay. How old is he? Uh he's gotta be early thirties. Yeah. Wait, I have a computer. Yes, you do. <laughs> Asking silly questions, Joe. 
He's only 33. Uh, Really? He's that young? He's that young. Okay, then remember, he was like 10 years old and about a boy. He's been doing this for a while. He's got that Joseph Gordon-Levitt career going on. I can see it just... It's not a bad choice. Not. In any way. Not. He's a lot taller than I thought he was. Yeah. How tall is he? Six three. Six two. Yeah, six two and a half. That's a pretty. He's great. Yeah. In everything I've ever seen him in. He. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm. I'm not displeased with either choice. Both look mm, good. The the first guy really. He's he's a bit of an to, unknown because I have no idea what the fuck he's been in. But that that. Photoshop of him in the with the suit that looks great. Like that looks like something out of the comics. Uh, Cord Sweat is twenty nine years old. How do you spell his name? Corin Sweat. C O R E N S W E T. Oh, what about if it's really like Corn Sway? It's it's probably Corin Sweat. Now, he is from Philly, PA. Oh fuck! So he's a local boy. So it's definitely corn sweat. But is there someone from Philly nice enough to play Superman? That's the question now, isn't it? No. <laughs> wow, he in that Photoshop, he looks exactly like Dennis from Always Sunny. Yeah. But he's he's been only in a handful of things. And, and nothing that I fucking have really watched. He was in House of Cards for an episode. Okay, so this is the thing that could absolutely make his career. Right. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Oh. He wasn't he was in Hollywood too. Didn't I see that? He was Jack Costello. Okay. Uh Hollywood would great. You should check it out. I've said it a million times. Joe, did you ever watch that on Netflix? I haven't. You, I've heard it was really good though. You would fucking love it. That's the one that's uh, the early 30s. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's about the shady shit going on behind the scenes in yeah. the studios. Yeah. It's fucking great. Um, I kind of would like to see Holt as Lex. Nah. I think he'd nah. be perfect. If you're going with a younger Superman, yeah. Slightly older Lex, just a uh-huh. little bit older. Shades of Smallville. None of that mm-hmm. Eisenberg horseshit. I want. I'd like to see an older Lex, not much older. I'd, I'd be happy with it, but like forties. Like, Bradley Scoopers would be a great one, but you know. Yeah. Vin Diesel is Lex Luthor. It's about family. Please never bring that up again. Sorry, my bad. Yes. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Fast 10, coming to theaters. Fast 14, because you know they're not stopping at 12. Well, he said the Fast 10's going to be a trilogy now. A three-parter. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. They're they're not going to do Fast 10, and then Fast 10 2, and then Fast 10 3. They're not going to do that. Please tell me that's not the numbering they're going to go for. They're going to end it at... uh... 
I, I would be annoyed enough if it was Fast 11 and Fast 12, <laughs> but if they're going to try and do this Final Fantasy numerical horseshit, <laughs> I, I might protest. I might drop a fucking sign and stand outside at the end. <laughs> I just... In the name of good taste, don't go see this nonsensical series. I gotta watch it. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna watch it when it's on the max, yeah. just not in the movies. It probably won't be coming to the max. It'll peacock. go to the cock. Yep, yep. Go to that peacock. Watch. <laughs> you gonna go down on the cock? Oh, yeah. I already got the cock, so why not? You love it, don't you? Love the peacocks. Yes. A lot of big, meaty men slapping meat on the cock. Tons of jumping on cocks over there. Jumping off of ropes. Mm hmm. Checking out of cups. Turnbuckle the turnbuckle, brother. Mm hmm. Is that all casting? Yeah. Okay. We only have one trailer, right? Yep. Mm hmm. And it's the second trailer for the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And, uh,. Yeah. Okay. I was a in, villain reveal. Yeah, it was weird seeing Jared Leto without any makeup on. Mm. Cruel. He's like seventy-two, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's fucking old, right? Dude, the Hatbox Ghost looks awesome. That's Jared Leto. That's Jared Leto. Yeah, that was my joke. Now, I wasn't sure if you being <laughs> mean. So I didn't want to be like, oh, is he actually playing the character? Yes. Holy shit. Oh, wait. I, I pulled up the wrong Haunted Mansion. Dude, he, I, he looks fucking... Damn it. Pretty yes. spot on. Mm -hmm. For, you know, they really... Oh, I forgot the artist who created him. Um, oh, he just died, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Winona's in this? Yeah. Like not the just. cast is great. Yeah. It is that we we will definitely be seeing this in the movies. Hmm. I'm not as interested. I I just I can't really get behind. He's 51, Jared Leto. Yeah. Damn. This he, is Beth and I's favorite ride. He's a vampire. There's a painting of him. In a basement somewhere that gets getting older and older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did go to some place and cut his hand and a bunch of bats came out. It's morbid time. I'm, I'm glad they didn't show us the uh, the singing heads or anything, or because you know that's going to be a part of it. Well, they did it in the first Better trailer. Be. First trailer had it. There's a quick glimpse of the heads in the first trailer. They look exactly like they do on the ride. This is another trailer I felt like that showed so much but didn't really show anything, but kind of in a good way. You're it didn't gonna, get much plot. You're not going to watch it until it goes into the Palouse anyway. I might not even then. I don't know. Yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis looks great as Madame Leota. Sure she does. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I, well, the joke was going to be, yes, she looks like she gives great head. Because she's just a head in a ball. But, like, it, they show shots that seem to be, like, early in the movie before she's decapitated. Yeah. Probably going to yeah. be a prologue setup. Yeah. 
So she doesn't just have to sit in a room staring at a camera the whole time. I mean, it's cool. It looks like it's going to be more faithful to the ride than the Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. one was. So. It looks like it's going to be like genuinely scary at times, which is nice. Not like I, maybe not like super scary, but it, it looks to be it looks to be a lot more intense and mm-hmm. frightening than the Eddie Murphy version. Yeah, it's pure comedy there. Yeah, the, the New Orleans setting kind of you know being someone who goes to Disney World, not land. Well, which one was first, Joseph? It, uh, yeah, land. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Okay. Might might not be the mansion that we want, Joe, but it's the mansion right. that we need. Yeah, but the Hornet Plantation just doesn't sound as good. It's probably more accurate, though. It is. <laughs> On to news, then. No reviews? Rumor has it that Dave Filoni's Star Wars wait, movie wait, has wait, it. Wait, uh, huh? No wait. reviews? You got... I have reviews. Joe, nothing. I I uh I do have two reviews. One we t- uh we talked about before. Uh, I finally saw Clerks three. Uh, Kevin Smith, you bastard, cried my eyes out. Bravo though, bravo on a great end to that trilogy. Um, I did also watch the uh, more fun edition of Spider Man No Way Home, and. Uh, it was still depressing. It was not more fun. More fun for them because it's torturing your soul. Yeah. The the big difference is there was a little, like, you had a little bit more with the three Peters. Um, <laughs> there was, like, <laughs> there was, like, little scenes here and there, like, an extra one of him in, in school with the people who were, uh, you know, being weird. Yeah, the ones who liked him, the other ones didn't. Uh, and then the, at the end, instead of the Doctor Strange trailer, it's uh, Betty Brant's uh, kind of end of school video, and you'd see all the friends together, and you'd see like a like a hand of Peter or like his shoulder that he's in the picture, but he's not in the picture, so they you know forget about him. Um, what was it on? Was it on like? I, I did the stars uh, seven day trial. Okay. Um, because then I figured I'd round out the full depressing you know trilogy and watch Afterlife after that. So I you know I go with the other depressing ending. So I wouldn't you know I wouldn't call that ending depressing. No, Make it's it's, it's it's a happy ending, but it's just you know you, you get the childhood sadness of that he's you know that he passed, mm-hmm. and you know this the the heartfelt part you know the it, the tears of joy at the end, mm-hmm. and then it made me want to watch hopefully when in December, Firehouse or wherever the hell it's going to be called comes out and it's not rushed and you know yeah I have a it, hard time believing they're going to get that done in time. I can't believe the shooting schedule for that is so short. That makes no sense. Give them a little bit of time. Put it out in October of next year. You don't exactly have a ton of competition mm-hmm. that time. Ernie Hudson has stated they're all in it. All the original cast are returning. Yeah, but to get it shot, edited, and all the effects done in a mm-hmm. year? It's 
fucking crazy. And and they want to go more practical. That's so you got to get all, you got to get all the the special effects artists there. You got to get the makeup artists there. Well, hopefully they just started working on that directly after they got done with the last one. They had all their ducks in a row, mm-hmm. and there was a quick turnaround because if they rush it, I'll be so upset with them. Like I know that you know the originals are getting older, and we we still want them, and we want to see Ray's store turn a profit. Um, I just. I want them to go full mentor this time. I don't even want to see them in suits. I I, I do too. I want to. I want to. I want to see more about Peter and Dana's marriage, just a little bit. Where's Oscar? That was the big. That was what I was about to say. I think they need to involve him. Mm-hmm. After all he went through in his movie, I'd like to see a grown up version of him. Yeah. Okay. I believe that's all the reviews, right? Where Justin go? We lost Justin. Yeah, I I don't even have nerd and douche. I just have um, I just have a what the serious fuck. Okay, so let's drop some news then. Uh, there's a rumored title for Dave Filoni's Star Wars movie, and it's not exactly shocking. They've already said it in one of the trailers for Ahsoka. Reportedly, it's going to be heir to the Empire. Okay, makes perfect sense. Yep. It's what they're setting up that there's going to be infighting amongst the imperial heads that are left and when all is said and done i'm guessing well you know maybe not even yet because there's such a gap i was gonna say maybe snoke comes in to try and reestablish it but i think they could just end it with the the empire looking like it's completely done there's a book series there's a thrawn book series that heir to the empire yeah and Filoni said he was inspired by a lot of the stuff in there. Odds are he's going to pull moments and maybe thematic elements, but I think most of the story is going to be notably different since it's supposed to weave in uh, Din and the story of Mandalore and Ahsoka stuff, and none of those characters were involved back then. So, In one of the books I was reading, because my co-worker's reading it, he's saying it, it focuses on Thrawn and Vader's relationship in one of them. Oh, yeah, that's some of the newer stuff that uh, came out after the purchase. Yeah, that's the that's the canon stuff, the Timothy Zahn books. Well, the Timothy Zahn ones aren't canon anymore. Those are legends. Then which is one the stuff about? after, the more recent stuff with Vader and Thrawn is Thrawn, a good chunk of his Thrawn sussing out the fact that Vader was Anakin. There's, yeah. Oh, you're right. The legends, yeah, yeah. All that, all that uh, Zon stuff is now no longer in canon. Um, Doesn't mean they can't pull from it, though. It's true because Filoni is pulling from the expanded universe. Yeah, he's he's not going to disregard that stuff. Not uh, just to be a smart uh, fan servicer, but he actually enjoyed that stuff. Um. I do have to uh, get going to pick up my wife from uh, Florida. You must. Uh, she did ride tried Tron twice without me um, when she was in Disney. Uh, I do want to just to say to the listeners, uh, YouTube, YouTube uh, Nerdities on YouTube, subscribe and hit the little uh, bell to get notified when we drop new content. Thank you. I don't want to say it, but that's almost like sucking another dude's dick. 
<laughs> riding Tron without me. Twice. <laughs> She's all bent over, laying on it. Yeah. Riding said, it. But, uh, but she said she rode in the front, and the front was fun, but yeah. Guardians was better. But she liked it better in the rear? I know, I've heard that. <laughs> all right, well, you guys have a good night. Goodbye, Joe. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. All right, continuing with news. Uh, A teaser image was dropped, or a quick video was dropped for Mortal Kombat 12. And apparently, based on what they've shown, it might be a total reboot of the series. They might be going back to a more simpler time where it's the beginning of the Mortal Kombat uh, tournament, or just resetting the table completely. And as someone who's played a good chunk of Mortal Kombat 11, yeah, they need to. That shit has gotten convoluted. It's virtually impossible for a new player to jump in and understand what's going on in this story. They need to start from scratch again. So, like, if it's a reboot, right? Do you... Are, like, are they still going to use, like, legacy characters, or are they going to, like, completely, like, prequel story this shit? I think... I think there's a lot of ways it could be felt as cheap if you go any of those ways. Let's say you just try to remake the original game with modern visuals and a more modern play style, make it smoother. Right. And uh, easier, to ex- easier accessibility. That could be awesome. That could feel cheap. If you try and make it super duper complicated with like tons of characters, don't forget the first first game was only like one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe ten characters in yeah. total. The most the most recent one, like actual story characters, there's somewhere like around thirty of them. It's not even including the tacked on ones for all the DLC. It gets fucking confusing. It's stupid confusing. So maybe stripping it down a little bit. I don't disagree first. with you. I'm just saying, like, how are you going to handle trying to tell this as, like, a from... Like, you can't make it a sequel at this point since you had 30 playable main characters in the last one. This is the point I'm trying to get at. So, like, you're going to have to tell a new story. Now, what they did in Eleven involves a lot of time travel. So that they could the classic resetting the universe through that and this next one is is a fresh take on what's come before using the core handful of characters initially it's it's pretty weird this series is starting to look long in the tooth very much so yeah at least story wise I I don't know if I'd mind if they just figured out new ways to present the game mechanically and then kept throwing in new characters because it's fucking awesome to use the Terminator against Robocop in a game to have Rambo fight Spawn. These are pretty cool things. I don't necessarily need story to back that up. Just give me an insane fighter like that. Give me bloody Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's coming down the pike. We have, I mean, if you were if you were to pick though, like say say you were to pick ten starters to start over the franchise, because like I would say 
if you're if you're going back and it's a time is time travel related and you're starting back with like how you estimated there was 10 right it's like the original 10 it's like just because they were the originals don't mean they're still the most popular characters or the most recognizable characters. Like, obviously, you're going to have Scorpion and Sub-Zero. If they're doing that, they're going to be in that list of characters, right? Luke mm-hmm. Kang is going to be in that list of characters. Sonya Blade is going to be in that list of characters. But, like, is, are, are all of them? Well, I think you need Johnny. Yeah. Uh, I think Jack's very important. Those are the pretty much the core ones that if you don't have them, it doesn't feel like a Mortal Kombat game. Then I think, need- as far as villains go, you want Shang Tsung. Like the instinct is to have Shang Tsung, but maybe you do a completely different villain. You need Kano. And Raiden, right? Mm. And I think we're at eight now. Kano, you said, right? Yeah, you yeah. need Kano. Kano, that's nine. Eight. There's... Goro, right? That's ten? Yeah. Okay. They are, most of them are very iconic, though. We were able to pull a lot of them off the top of our heads, and, then, and we know how important they are for the whole series. It's so a lot of the other ones, like fucking Cyborg and Striker and Kitana, you don't necessarily need in there. Not at first, at least. Right. Ermac. Mm-hmm. Smoke. Noob Sabat. Mm-hmm. We'll see, and I'll probably buy it when it goes down to like ten bucks on a sale. A year or two after it comes out, uh, we know when Loki season two is starting. First episode drops October sixth, and we'll be getting it weekly after that. And then, oddly, as soon as that ends, Echo drops, and not just the first episode; they're dropping the whole season all in one which is not a very Disney Plus thing to do. No. But I think that's probably because the episode count would bleed over into the new year, and I think they're trying to, like, end these series before 2024 because it does not sound like we're going to get a lot of any type of series on Disney Plus next year. Well, they're definitely being selective, but there's some that there will be problems if they don't deliver on. Like, if we don't get Born Again... No, no, we were getting that because they were, they were filming. Yeah. So let you know. I'm gonna do a quick search on what is still coming to you, Disney. Well, Agatha, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Uh, We better get a new season of Moon Knight. I think that landed very well. Probably won't. Uh, they teased a lot for the future. I'd be annoyed if they don't go with that again. Yeah, but then Iger came in and was like, we're cleaning out streaming like everybody else is doing. They're condensing, yeah. for sure. And they're they're minimizing waste. But uh, who's to say if that falls under the headline of waste? They didn't exactly share their numbers, did they? Nope. Probably not getting another She-Hulk season. Unfortunate. I had fun. Punisher. Vince's going to be heartbroken. Yeah. I can hear him crying from here. Well, they'll see how the reaction to Punisher is when he's on Born Again. Yeah. You know what? I think as long as he gets another season of Ms. Marvel, he'll be fine. 
think that'll tide him over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, given all the events that happened, I doubt we're getting another Hawkeye season. Yeah. Who knows if he'll even show up as Clint again. I don't even know. I know he's doing well, but I don't know if he's doing run around and shoot a bow and arrow well. So maybe her character will move forward with all the other kids that are coming out of stuff. And we'll get some kind of Young Avengers thing going forward. But yeah, that one's probably not happening. So yeah, future looks shaky. Uh, my last thing that I want to bring up is actually a grievance. It could have been my douche of the week, but there was something much more annoying to me. Uh, there's going to be a character death two weeks from now in Amazing Spider-Man 26. Uh, they kind of teased the fact that it's happening. They teased that there was going to be a death. They had one of those, here's a bunch of screens, one of them's going to die, we don't know who it is. And then today, pretty much fucking, just completely fucking announced who it is. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah, I'm really annoyed by them. I was like, wait, why? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's no point even hiding it, because this is a comic the, book death. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, too, it was already announced by the fucking company. Yeah. They're going to kill Miss Marvel. Yeah. In Amazing Spider-Man. And that might sound odd, but apparently, uh, if you haven't been reading lately, if you haven't been reading, she also works for uh, Osborne Industries. Yeah. Peter's been working for Norman Osborne, which may sound strange if you only watch the movies, but Norman's gone through a lot of stuff where he's a better person these days. He's trying to be a lot better, and Peter's willing to work with him. Yeah. Well, he got fucked up. Yeah, Peter got mad fucked up and needed his help. No, well, Norman got real fucked up, too. Well, that whole Sin Eater thing. Yeah. That, yeah, that completely reset his uh, his mainframe. Medulla oblongata. Mm-hmm. He had all those teeth and no toothbrush. Uh, Kamala, <laughs> Kamala was an intern there. She's been involved in a handful of stories going on in Amazing Spider-Man lately. And that's the place they're going to decide to kill her off until, what, November? Uh, I'm guessing. Probably. When the Marvels comes out? Yeah. It'll be a triumphant return. But, you know, that would have been something that even though I've been reading comics forever, I know none of these things are permanent, that might have had some impact on me if I read it in the book and then sure. picked up next week's and it actually maintained. It wasn't just a dream. But, like, you just drop it two weeks in advance to try and drum up some kind of interest that you're not going to get because you're just fucking annoying people. This isn't the death of Superman. This isn't going to, you know, shake the pillars of society. Yeah. Save it. Let it be a moment in the book. Let that drum up some kind of word of mouth. But no. Get another corporate desperation move, and it saddens me. Okay. My turn? Yes, sir. Disney Plus and Hulu will be merging content soon, a la the HBO Max Discovery merger-like situation. So that'll be fun. This is going to be weird. Uh, they better not cut Letterkenny. It's going to be odd seeing that on Plus, though. Yeah. 
But you can also watch all the Netflix Marvel series on Plus, so is it that weird? It's odd, but there aren't nearly as many fucks. But there's a lot of fucking. There's there's a good amount of hump and grind, yes. Jessica Jones' first season is a lot of fucking. Yeah. They don't, if I remember correctly, say cunt nearly as much as Letterkenny does, though. No. So they're really going to be pushing that uh, parental filter. Yeah, it'll be fine. Nothing against it at all. No. Whatever. Streamline all that shit. It's going to be unfortunate that they are going to cut a handful of content, at the very least, to make room. Uh, this weekend, going to be able to catch up on a bunch of new movies, because at least three big ones are hitting streaming uh, as of today and come the weekend. Super Mario Brothers is now on all the streaming uh, on-demands. Not the free, not the paid, you can rent it digitally. Yes. Or buy it digitally. Quantumania hit the Disney Plus. And Dungeons and Dragons is on Paramount Plus. Definitely be watching that this weekend too. <coughs> and Mother, the Jennifer Lopez movie, came out over the weekend on Netflix. That looks pretty fun. Is that the Assassin one? Yes. Okay. I'm uh, I'm hoping that we get Super Mario as a free version pretty soon. It'll be on Peacock. June... 23rd, I believe. So not too long to wait on that. Yeah. The creators of the Legend of Zelda video game saw how well the Super Mario Brothers movie did, and they were like, hey, we want a movie too. And Justin said yes. Yes to this. Now, are they talking uh, computer animated or live action? I'm assuming they're going to reach out uh, to the dudes that did Mario, if that's the route they're doing. Was that Illumination? Yeah. Okay. A live action would be fine. The problem is, is your protagonist does not speak. It's a problem in any version of that story. I mean, it's a lot easier to do an animation, I suppose, because you could make him a more visually animated person. You can make them quirkier to express those things. You pull a bumblebee, too. Like, early on, he gets, you know, knocked the fuck out. He just can't talk. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm down. I've always wanted a Legend of Zelda series or movie. Didn't they have him talk in the animated series? That one, yes. But it was like, hey, princess over here. Well, excuse me. Yeah. Look it up. It happened. I don't remember him being that appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. So if... If... If he is... If he gets a movie. If Link gets a movie. Yeah. Next in line. Kirby or Samus? Ooh, a a Metroid movie would be fucking tits. Yeah. I think Metroid should be live action. It should be. Good, like, good space horror, like Alien. Yeah. A very bright and shiny dead space. Yeah. Charlize Theron is Samus. Yes. Okay, moving on from that. 
Uh, I have a bunch of food-related news and this story, which I had to make sure was real because I thought maybe it was a late April Fool's Day joke, but it's not. Dolly Parton is set to record an album with heavy metal band Slipknot. Okay, I heard something about her making a rock album, and she was going to be working with a lot of different people. Is she doing a whole album with Slipknot apparently, or a song onset album? Apparently Dolly Parton and Slipknot are making an album together. Not since the KLF invited Tammy Wynette to be in their video has such an odd combination happened. Yeah, but you know what? I'm down. At least when I hear the single. I'm down for this. What would Dolly Slipknot mask be? Pretty. I kind of picture her as that weird thing from Eraserhead that lived in the uh, in the steam heater. I, I picture like more like a melted butterfly. Mm. A mighty monarch. Yeah. Went to the store today, and I was perusing the frozen breakfast section uh, as I was walking down the aisle, and I came across. Post, Fruity, and Cocoa Pebble Waffles. Did they seem uh, up rife with them? Like, there's a shit ton in there? Or, or is it flavored like them without them being in there? I'm going to send you the picture. Okay, yeah, I do need to see this. Uh, while we're talking about bad food that we definitely shouldn't be eating, I still can't find that icy cereal. Have you checked the Walmarts? I checked the Walmarts. I checked the ShopRites. Check the Target. I will have to do that. Okay. So, yeah, at the very least, with the fruity, it's in mixed in there, kind of funfetti style. Now, the cocoa looks like just chocolate waffles. No, and yeah. But there's bits in there. I seen the bits when I was in person, but it is a chocolate waffle batter. I want to try that one more than the fruity. Yeah, I feel like the fruity it'll get lost in there. There's just not enough of that flavor. That's weird. Of course, I want to try them both. I'm not going to lie about this here, but one draws me to it more than the other. Yeah. Um. That being said. The new Epcot restaurant that is coming to the Japan Pavilion. Uh, we stated last week it is an izakaya, which uh, is a Japanese pub style. Something I learned about it is that the draw to bring people back time and time again is not just that the menu changes like all Disneyland, Disney World restaurants, but it will change seasonally. Yeah. The whole motif, the decoration will... Uh, I don't think the decoration, but uh, the food is going to change seasonally. Okay. Do restaurants do that anyway? There's usually a cooler month menu, warmer month menu, but this is going spring, summer, winter, fall. 
smart move to keep them keep drawing people in yeah, yeah I liked it a lot but given that it's Disney I wouldn't be surprised if they do they make it visually different for each season they could to make you also feel like you're in a new season in Japan right okay Velveeta chocolate truffles are a real thing. The Matrix is either completely broken or a rogue program is having some fun at our expense. That's the only logical explanation we came up with for what is currently happening in the world of candy. On the heels of Miller High Life's curious collection of gourmet beer and food-flavored chocolate truffles comes another bizarre sweet and savory combo. Uh, Comparte has partnered with Velveeta to give the world... Truffles, a candy that is exactly what it sounds like. Los Angeles Gourmet Chocolate Company has created what it calls the first ever chocolate cheese truffle. Caparte and Velveeta have formed an unlikely, possibly unholy union that has resulted in truffles. Here's how the confectionery shop describes their latest handmade product. Uh, the Velveeta-infused white chocolate shell-shaped truffle is made for those who go all in for the things they love. Comparte chocolate cheese truffles consist of Comparte sweet white chocolate paired with the creamy delicious bite of Velveeta for a unique sensation unlike any other. High quality truffle chocolate and technical cheese put together. Yeah. They're only twenty four ninety five a box. How many come in there? That's a good question. I don't know. If they're really that exclusive, I'm guessing... It looks to be six or eight. Oof. Boy, I thought I wasn't interested before. Yep. (laughs) And the last thing I have here... Oh, thank God. ...is... What vaping is? What? Vaping. Hmm? Vaping. V-A-B-B-I-N-G. Vabbing. 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 That's what I'd say. There's a new pseudoscience craze sweeping the internet, and it involves inserting your fingers into your vagina and then wiping them on your skin. All in the name of seduction. Known as vabbing, the trend has been touted as a cheaper and more alluring alternative to perfume, but can smelling like a vagina really make you more attractive? Vabbing has blown up recently thanks to a now-deleted TikTok video posted by influencer Mandy Lee. Describing the technique, Lee recommends the use of two fingers and a relatively clean vagina, says that the best approach is to simply get up there before transferring the intimate secretions to exposed body parts like the wrist, neck, or behind the ears. I swear. I don't ears. You have hair there. It's disgusting. <laughs> I swear if you vab, you will attract people like a, a date, a one night stand, or you'll just get free drinks all night. <coughs> she says. Before revealing yeah, that she it'll first... It'll be a one night stand because when he finds out what the fuck you did, he's out of there. Before revealing that she first heard about vabbing on the Secret Keepers Club podcast, despite the removal of Lee's video, the craze is taken off on TikTok. With numerous other users taking to the platform to promote the sticky practice. Elsewhere, sex educator and author Shan Boudram 
has written about the benefits of wearing vaginal fluids, which she says can serve as a love potion, especially if they are applied around the time of ovulation. <laughs> According to Budrum, vaginal secretions may contain chemical messengers known as copolins. These volatile fatty acids are known to stimulate sexual arousal in some male primates. So the assumption here is that by smearing oneself in yoni juice, women may have a better chance of attracting a mate. More generally, the rationale behind vabbing centers around the idea of pheromones, which are chemical signals that some animals secrete in order to affect the behavior of other individuals of the same species. Some cases, in some cases, pheromones are used to get members of the opposite sex in the mood for love, with arguably the most potent being a compound called bombicol. Bombicol, vagina. Secreted by female silk moths, this sexy signal sends males wild with lust for some insect intercourse. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to argue the science behind pheromones and yeah. chemical attractants. Sure. Yes, it's obvious. That's what the friggin' perfume industry is built on. Yeah. But they also smell like... Stuff. They smell, usually perfumes smell like things that are just pleasant for everybody. I'm not saying... It's going down a really weird Yeah, road. you're going to have to watch your steps here. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy the times that I have gone face first into pleasuring a woman. Sure. I'm not saying that. Right. But if I were in a public place and I smelled that <laughs> on a woman... I'm not sure if the the subconscious indicators, the, the switches that are supposed to be flicking on, would overpower the notion of, do I smell pussy? Who hasn't washed? Listen, I don't care what other people do. All I'm going to say about this topic is if somebody in a marketing campaign doesn't come out with an actual pussy juice perfume and call it Whispering Eye, I'm out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fail at that point. Yeah, it's just staring at you. But there you go, kids. There's your science for today. Forgot to put the word pseudo in front of it. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but that was a science article. That was on IFLS. All right. Well, IFLS, they, they, have, they throw up fun concepts quite a bit. They do. And then do a lot of tagging yeah. to research. Uh, anybody got a douche of the week? I got a douche. I don't know what the series fuck. Ooh, yeah, go ahead. Let's get this WTF out the way. I mean, you could say that this is a douche if you want, but so on Saturday, CNN reported there was a driver in Colorado that got pulled over for a DUI. Okay, he was driving 52 miles an hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. Bad and. And according to the according to the officer on scene, quote, the driver attempted to switch places with his dog who was in the passenger seat as the SPD officer approached and watched the entire process. The male party then exited the passenger side of the vehicle and claimed he was not driving. Wow. That's gutsy. Okay. Bring him for the phone. When the when the when the officer asked if he had been drinking, he tried to run away, but it was apprehended approximately twenty yards from the vehicle. 
This article from CNN notes that the dog was handed over to a friend of the driver while he was in jail. The dog does not face any charges and was let go with just a warning. Ah, well, this is the same group that does town halls. What a world. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've got a douche. I've got douches. I'm amazed that the video took so long to pop up or at least come into my view. But the throng of people that were haranguing Mark Hamill after the May 4th induction of Carrie Fisher into the Hollywood Walk of Fame was disgusting. Like, they they rushed his car. So this is basically the same kind of energy that got Princess Diana killed. Jesus. Like, they were just shoving stuff into the driver's side window for him to sign. Fucking hate people, man. Like, if he's walking, it's bad enough if you're going to give that much pressure to him. But, like, he's in the car. He's at home. No tag backs. Let the dude go home. Wave at him. Say you love him. Wish him well on his journey. Don't try and get him. And a lot of them weren't even fans. A lot of them were trying to resell. So, fuck all those douches. Right in the ear. I also have a nerd. I have nerds. Okay. Uh, Dolph Lundgren has been quietly fighting cancer for eight years. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I have, a bra- uh, I have breaking news. Okay. Uh, the entire Indiana Jones saga, plus the Young Indy Chronicles, are coming to Disney Plus on May 31st. You know, I didn't know that the Young stuff was coming. I did see that the, the four films were coming. Yeah. I'm actually more interested in the Young Indiana Jones. I've never gotten around to watching that. Me too. I've only caught a couple episodes, I should say. I would like to go through that series again. Or for the first time. So yeah, uh, let's see. First discovered and removed a cancerous tumor on his kidney in 2015. In 2020, he was back in Sweden and had some kind of acid reflux. Didn't know what it was, so he had an MRI and found there were a few more tumors around the area. He realized it was a lot worse than he thought, Lundgren said. The doctor kind of started talking about all these different tumors, like in the lung, stomach, and spine, outside the kidneys. He started saying things like, you should probably take a break and spend more time with your family, and so forth. I asked him, how long do you think I have left? He said, two or three years. But I could tell in his voice that he probably thought it was less. He got a second opinion from a doctor in London who discovered that his kidney cancer was mutating more like lung cancer. The doctor overhauled the actor's treatment to approach as if it was lung cancer. If he had to go through the other treatment, it would have about three to four months, adding that the new treatment started shrinking the tumors by 20 to 30% within the three-month period. Uh, by 2022, he was watching the medications do their thing. Finally, things had shrunk to 90%. Now he's in the process of removing the remaining scar tissue in these tumors. With a hopeful prognosis, they take these things out, no more cancer activity, and the medications that he's taking, it's going to suppress everything else. Uh, He was doing all this stuff while filming Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom, and totally forgot they're making an Expendables 4. Which is coming out in September. So yeah. Total respect. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Nerd it up, Jay. All right. Uh, Crunchyroll is partnering with Duolingo to give out both free and premium Crunchyroll users uh, the ability to learn to speak Japanese. So they don't have to complain about the whole dubbed versus subbed shit anymore? Yeah, I think it's just cool that, you know, there's an anime site that's got free membership out there that will also help teach you a language. Pretty nerdy. Very culturally diverse. Yeah. That is pretty cool. The other nerd I have... God damn it. Too many, God. too many Facebook profiles here. Keep switching to the wrong one. <clears throat> Another IFLS story from the other day. An eight-year-old girl has co-authored a paper in the peer-reviewed journal Annals of the Entomological Society of America, making her possibly the youngest scientific author in history. Sophia Spencer's story and her collaboration with the University of uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce this. G-U-E-L-P-H-S. Gilfs? Gilfs? Sure. We'll go with that. Those letters shouldn't be together in that order. No, they shouldn't be. Uh, but that university is Morgan Jackson. It's a tale of the positive role social media can play and the inspiration a lot of us could use right now. Spencer is fascinated by insects, but when aged seven, she started at a new school. Her classmates teased her about her love of bugs. Spencer's mother, Nicole, was worried her daughter would lose her passion, reached out to the Entomological Society of Canada, hoping contact with a professional would maintain Spencer's enthusiasm. The society emailed an anonymized version of the message to its 350 members and sounded the rallying call on Twitter. Scientist after scientist replied using photos of their beloved insects, videos, paintings they did as children, open letters, and pretty much anything else they could think of to make sure Spencer's fire did not go out. Jackson, a graduate student in charge of the society's social media accounts, tweeted, I swear the next time someone tells me social media is wasted time for academics, I'm going to point them to hashtag bugs are for girls and drop the damn mic. Jackson's specialty is stilt-legged flies but he decided to apply the same skill he uses studying insect behavior to look at the effects of the social media campaign. Jackson documented the success of hashtag bugs are for girls using typical numerical methods, noting 1,094 tweets using the hashtag in four months, tracking the growth, comparing the accounts engagement before and after the hashtag's launch, and the number of scientists contributing. In addition, he decided to get Spencer's own voice on the experience. In the course of a long statement, she wrote, It felt good to have so many people support me, it was cool to see other girls and grown-ups studying bugs. And we feel like I could do it too. And I definitely, definitely, definitely want to study bugs when I grow up. Probably grasshoppers. My mom says I'm back to being my funny old self with my confidence after seeing all the girls who like bugs. Now I have a microscope somebody sent to me. And when I bring it to school, the kids in my school, whenever they find a bug, they come and tell me and say, Sophia, Sophia, we found a bug. The contribution was large enough to make her a junior author. The record for youngest scientific authors was previously held by a class, some also just eight, who published in biology letters. So, good for her and good for social media doing something positive yeah, nice. for a change. Bravo. Very nerdy. Nice. You go, girl. 
so gentlemen, I would normally hang around after I do my bit to listen to all your bits, but I feel like I'm going to shit myself, so I'm going to say my part and then peace out. Alright. Um, as always, if you like what you hear, you can like us on facebook.com slash nerdies, follow us on Twitter at nerdies, email us at nerdiesgmail.com, and check out nerdies.com. While you're there, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash nerdies, N-E-R-D-A-T-I-S, buy a shirt. If you don't want to buy a shirt, buy some yummy goodies from SinfulCreationsByJustin.com. Baked fresh and sent right to you to fill the, the voids that you all have from realizing that your life suck. Except when you're listening to here. So then why not take the enjoyment of listening to us and put it into a food form and then stuff it inside yourselves and eat away all the sadness. Anyways, uh, then you could also go take a trip, run from your problems. That's what we like to do. Contact me at travel at gmail.com, and I'll hook you up. It could take you wherever you want to go within your budgetary restrictions. It's a good caveat. Yeah. Although, I got some hookups that, that could probably get you some like cheap-ass, real cheap, last-minute vacations. You have to be uh, flexible, is what I'm saying to you, if you want the really good deals. Uh, and for a family-friendly version of me, Can't Stop the Rope Drop podcast. Available soon on all your f- fun, free, fair podcast stuffs. Plenty of t-shirts coming. For that too. You like Disney t-shirts? Of course you do. You like Mike's artwork? Of course you do. So buy them. Uh, and that's it. Alright. The opinion is the Nerdy's crew and idiotic employees that have been over next week to be far more insulting. Wow, we're dropping like flies in this frame pot. Yeah, dude. You know what? I'm, I'm going to sign off right now so you're alone <laughs> and it's awkward. <laughs> uh, fuck bye. Why should I care?